0: Oh sisters, am I ever excited about this episode. If you have ever been woken up in the night feeling like a furnace, slick with sweat, then you know how frustrating night sweats can be. Although these are common parts of hormonal imbalance and dysfunction, they don't have to plague you this badly for forever and shouldn't disrupt your sleep most of the time. Today I'm going to share with you why this is happening and four tools and tips you can start to implement to stop suffering through the nights. So stop sweating it, let's dive in. Hey sisters, how are you feeling in your body today? Anyone a little hot out there? Actually, I'm not hot right now because it's the middle of the day. <laughs> I don't know about you, but for me, I spent many, many nights waking up completely drenched in sweat. Like it felt like I was in a pool in my bed which was frankly kind of gross and then even worse because you're like I don't have time to change the sheets but you're tired and you don't want to get back into a cold clammy bed so you race out of bed you splash water all over your body and your face you're already practically not wearing anything Your mind starts racing, and of course, you can't get back to sleep. You know, this is the story, or my story anyway, of night sweats, of (laughs) night insomnia, or or of what we also know are known as hot flashes. Um, And, you know, I think the fact that they happen at night most commonly or in the beginning in these perimenopause years really makes the issue worse that we can't sleep because they're happening specifically or one of the things that exacerbates them, and I'll get into them a little bit further here for you, is that our body is elevated in, you know, in this cortisol. We're living in these stressed out bodies all the time. And so at night, when our body and our all of our organs are really supposed to be doing a, you know, almost like a self-clean like an oven does, they can't get to the self-clean. So they're grinding away like a computer left on with too many tabs open, guilty over here. Um, they're grinding away trying to get through things and trying to work through this. And the cortisol Like, so the grinding is making us really hot and the cortisol itself is, you know, making our mind race and our heart race, which again, makes it hard for us to get back to sleep. So not only is this sweaty, awful thing happening in the night that wakes us up. But then we can't even get back to sleep right after it. So it can be very infuriating, especially when we know one of the only things that actually actively reduces the amount of cortisol you have in your system uh, is sleep, right? We need sleep to kind of eat away at that and deal with it. So it's a bit of a tough catch-22. But you know, like I was saying, these night sweats are also known as hot flashes, which is really like a sudden feeling of intense heat in your body. It can feel like you're sleeping perfectly normally and then suddenly someone just cranks the heat in your house to 120 degree sauna. Um, and, And it's frustrating, right, because I will often go to bed cold and then I'm waking up, you know, just just in this crazy sauna feeling. Um, And the intensity often lasts only a few minutes, but it can be enough. It can be enough to really disrupt that whole night of sleep for you as you sweat through the sheets and otherwise become really uncomfortable. For some people, it can happen multiple times a night. Experts don't actually know the exact physiology of hot flashes, even though they have spent decades researching. But low estrogen is definitely a factor. Um, If, you know... When estrogen creates these large kind of gaps, which happens during perimenopause, you know, estrogen goes up and down really erratically. And when it's down, hot flashes happen. When estrogen levels fall off a cliff during menopause, hot flashes become a more consistent fixture, really, in a woman's life um, and can last for a few months to a few years. And some people don't suffer from them at all, which, you know, they have probably other things that they have to run into. But what we do know is that everything these these hot flashes have everything to do with these hormonal swings these night sweats right have everything to do with the hormonal swings happening in our body and some of it is just natural again perimenopause and premenopause you know heading toward that menopause time is as significant as what our bodies go through in puberty. It's a huge amount of hormonal change for us. It's just spread out a little bit longer for many of us. So our best form of defense is to focus on bringing our hormones back into balance as best as we can during this time. And of course, we do that by lowering the cortisol in our bodies, because cortisol is a stress hormone that very quickly throws that delicate balance of estrogen and progesterone out of whack. And it also kind of optimizes your liver's attention so that it cannot metabolize the hormones, which is what it's, you know, the one of the liver's big role is, is I need to metabolize these hormones that are coming at me. So we have these kind of crazy swings that cause it, and then at the same time, <laughs> you know, you have cortisol kind of coming in and always bugging you. It's as if you're like trying to get a workout in or trying to finish a project and your child just keeps coming in and interrupting and asking you for goldfish or your spouse keeps coming in and asking you for whatever batteries or yogurt who knows (laughs) whatever you know what I mean when you're trying to accomplish something and you just need a little bit of time to accomplish it and it's constantly being interrupted that is what is happening with when cortisol kind of comes into play and really just disrupts everything in your body causing it to take longer to happen causing you know everyone to be distracted and things to not be done in the way that they should or in the most optimized way okay so now that we know what is causing these sweaty sweaty nights right we know that it has a lot to do with these natural hormone imbalances but but really it's exacerbated these days in women by the amount of stress that we carry and experience in life So, what I want to offer you now are four tools and tips that you can start to implement right away. And you can just start with one, but pick one that works for you. And I really encourage people to try to be consistent with something for two to three weeks. That's how long it takes for our body to kind of get with the program. If you've ever, you know, leaned all the way into like a fitness and workout routine and noticed results right away, usually what's happening there is a reduction of inflammation. When we suddenly change our nutrition and we drop a bunch of weight it's really a reduction of inflammation in the body and then it takes the next two to three weeks for the body to kind of get with the program Um, and that's you know when we can often not see the same types of results it's weeks four five and six when we really see more permanent realistic consistent results in any change so pick whatever one of these tips is best for you and help yourself get back to sleep. But pick one that you can do and be consistent with for those two to three weeks. And of course, the more the merrier. So number one is because our liver is overworked and our, our hormonal swings, you know, we our, our body is really trying to fight this inflammation, the stress on the body making all of this worse. So we really have to reduce that cortisol. And one of the best ways to do it is by starting your day with lemon water. When you start your day, and and here's what I do is I'll take half a lemon. You can buy lemon juice from concentrate, sorry, lemon juice, not from concentrate. It needs to be real lemon juice. I will squeeze half of a lemon into a cup and then add sort of some warm, not boiling, but warm water to it and then sip away at that. For bonus, you can add a little cayenne pepper as well, but it's the enzymes in the the lemon that actually help and support your liver. So if you think about the fact that your liver is completely over worked it's like sending a little daily helping hand you know just to support your liver out a little bit a little bit it's also a really great option to have instead of coffee so wake up have some water and just sip and enjoy this little lemon water all right number two greens and flax seeds so greens we know are amazing for the to fulfill the the maximum amount of micronutrients in the butt and in the, in the butt oh wow I'm not even going to edit that out in the gut <laughs> in the gut in our <laughs> microbiome so we know that greens are going to help support any type of inflammation or any type of missing ingredient in there when our micronutrients are on it again is like sending out little soldiers to all the organs in our body and all the cells in our body to really help support them when they're already taxed and tired but flax seeds like flax is a phytoestrogen, which is a natural plant-based estrogen that can boost your overall levels and ease symptoms. It's also powerfully anti-inflammatory, a really good source of fiber, and a great food for boosting the health of that estrobolome, which is that, as I said, that microbial community in the gut that helps keep these hormones balanced so for me I always after that lemon water I will have greens first thing in the morning or if you're not drinking lemon water I'll wake up I'll have some water and I'll drink a good greens juice I'll start each one of my meals with greens the darker leafier the better of course and you can sprinkle flax on your oatmeal you can sprinkle it on on your salads on whatever you want but I find it actually easiest I'll get like a flax oil and uh, I'll just put some of that in my protein shake every single day it's a great way to get your omega-3 as well. All right, number three, you want to heal the gut by cutting out the most common inflammatory foods for at least two weeks. Think dairy, gluten, corn, GMO, or genetically modified soy products, and of course, sugar. I know, don't throw tomatoes at me. Uh, Focus more on low glycemic foods that keep your blood sugar balanced, right? Keeping that blood sugar balanced is critical to keeping the stress low in the body. Think of foods that are high in healthy fats like avocados or nuts and seeds and really low in those simple sugars, um, which, you know is a lot of those treats that we enjoy. Try out that dark chocolate. Give it a whirl. Make sure that if you're having your simple sugars, you're having them as dessert and not as random snacks in the day. That's going to help keep your blood sugar consistent. Um... And of course, we all know, like research really shows that the the blood sugar being consistent can help keep those hot flashes at bay. Okay, and the final one, which no one's going to like me for, but I promise will give you the biggest bang for your buck, is taking three weeks of no alcohol and caffeine. <laughs> you can pick one or the other, but again, what we're trying to do here is to give the liver a rest and an opportunity to catch up on its backload of work. Remember that the liver's job is to reduce and process out the toxins coming into the body, and those toxins include coffee, caffeine, alcohol is a toxin. They include, you know, sugar, which is a toxin in the body. It includes um, all the cortisol that's coming in the body. So there's a lot that's coming at us at all times. The liver is busy doing that. And it is also responsible for the metabolizing of these hormones. Remember, if the liver cannot metabolize the excess hormones when they come in, then it has to, I said he, I think our liver should be a she. She has to store the estrogen somewhere safely in the body. And then we end up, again, throwing this delicate balance of the the estrogen and progesterone out of whack because we have this excess of estrogen in the body. So, all right, those are my four tips for you to help you with reducing the inflammation in your body, reducing the cortisol and supporting your liver so that you can stop having these hot flashes. A lot of the women in my gut and hormone health protocol have reported a significant difference in their sleep just in the first week from implementing some of these tips so if you are looking for more clear direction on this you can join the free period whisperer community of course or request more information about my next gut and hormone health protocol that'll be starting next month Um, both links are in my show notes So listen, I would love if you could share a post or story on social, how you leaned into any one of these steps and tag me in it so I can share it in my stories. Reach out and let me know if anything is working or if you have any major issues that I can address directly and use as a topic here on the pod. Remember, we want to shift our focus from weight loss to life gain. See you next time.